0: Thank you. Okay, we were saying that uh, um, God is answering the question. Actually, Isaiah, he said, oh, Isaiah, don't blame me. I'm not the one. It's Zion. I'm not the one. It's Jerusalem. He said, awake, awake, stand up, oh, Jerusalem awake, awake, put on your strength O Zion for um, O Zion, put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem the holy city so the solution is a revival we will talk more about that but what is the reason of this lack of power what is the reason, why why is it that we don't experience what they experienced? And that will help us also to know what to do. Said here, in the spirit of prophecy, Christ declared that the divine influence of the spirit was to be with his followers and the end. But the promise is not appreciated as it should be. So that is one of the reasons why we don't have this power. Why? He said, but, this but. First of all, Christ declared that the divine influence of the Spirit was to be with his followers unto the end. He, again. So there is no change, there is no weakened power. God has promised it, but the promise is not appreciated as it should be. And therefore, its fulfillment is not seen as it might be. You see, when you analyze uh, the sermons, the talks, and many things, we don't talk much about this thing. We talk about many things, but uh, we, we don't really emphasize this topic. And that's why Lange White said it's not really appreciated. Okay. Um. Must be on your so, one we have already... Uh, discovered one of the reasons why we don't have this power. It is from the spirit of prophecy. The promise is not appreciated as it should be, and therefore its fulfillment is not seen as it might be. The promise of the spirit is a matter of matter of little thought of, and the result is only might what might be expected. Spiritual drought Spiritual darkness, spiritual declension, and death. So this is the result of it. We don't talk much about this. We kind of playing it down, the power. And this is the trick of the enemy, the trick of the devil. Because if he manages to make us believe that we don't need this power, then he will overpower us. So he does not want us to talk much about this. He does not want us to pray about this because the very moment we have this, then he's gone. So the devil is trying to make sure that we are busy talking about many things except this because he's afraid of this. He's afraid of someone who has the power of God because the same power defeated him in heaven. So if you bring the same power, then he is defeated here. So he is saying, oh, you can talk about many things, but not power. We don't appreciate much about this. And then spiritual darkness, spiritual declension, and finally death. And we don't want to die spiritually. Why? Minor matters occupy the attention of the divine and the divine power which is necessary for the growth and posterity of the church and which would bring all of our blessing in its strength is lacking though offered in its infinite plenitude. Minor matters. We talk about matters, but they are minor. They are not big because the devil wants us to talk about many things. Not necessarily bad, but not power. Because he is afraid of someone who is filled with the power of God. So minor matters occupy the attention and the divine power which is necessary for the growth and posterity of the church. We don't talk much about it. We may talk about many things like methods and uh, nothing wrong with methods. We talk about many things. Nothing wrong. But the problem here is emphasis. We don't emphasize. But for us to be strong, we need the power of God. Yeah. Uh, Ellen G. White talk to a sister. <laughs> a sister. It can't be also my brother. <laughs> um. said here, my sister eat less engage in physical labor and devote your mind to spiritual things keep your mind from dwelling upon yourself cultivate a contented cheerful spirit you talk too much upon unimportant things So this is the reason why we lack power. We lack power because we talk too much upon what? Unimportant things. Uh, Remember, it is not said here bad things. Unimportant things. You talk too much upon unimportant things. You gain no spiritual strength from this. If the strength spent in talking were devoted to prayer, you would receive spiritual strength and would make melody your, in your heart to God. So this is the reason why. One of the reasons we talk too much about unimportant things it's, and we don't have time to pray. We have time to talk to people but no time to talk to God. And then the spirit of prophecy said, "If the time that we spend talking to people, we spend talking to God, would have have more power. So we need to uh, discipline ourselves. Not that we are going to isolate yourself, but talk about important things. Talk about the power of God. Talk about the power of the Holy Spirit." Let this be our talk. We want it. We we really want it. And then you will have power. If you don't talk about it, if you don't pray about it, if you don't ask for it, then it is so clear we will not have the power. That is the reason. We'll continue. And then the second one, sin. You remember the experience of uh, of Joshua. Of Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. He said no man shall be able to stand. Before you. All the days of your life. That was the promise. And sure enough. No one stood against Joshua. It was not possible. He had the power of God. But. As you remember. In Joshua chapter 7 they were defeated. They were defeated and Joshua could not understand. Joshua said, what is going on? I received the promise that no one will stand against me and actually experienced it. Because of the war against Jericho, it was so powerful, even crossing the Jordan River. God operated miracles. And here, this little little city of Ai, they were defeated. So Joshua was devastated. He could not understand. He said, why? He said, why? And God said, no, don't ask me why. There is a problem. The children of Israel played with sin. And he said, Israel has sinned. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before the enemies. Sin is the way of the devil for us not to have this power. If we play with sins, I'm talking about playing, living with sins. We are all sinners. But I'm talking here about something that we like. Something that we live and it is in us. We, we want it. There is no way we can think of power. There is no way. Just think of this. If we spend all our time or most of our time watching something that we should never watch. pictures, reading things that we should never read as Christians. Do you think the power of God will fall upon us? No way. There's no way. If we don't control our internet, our television, we just watch, we just uh, go into any sites that we want and no screening, there's no way. We can have that power. So the reason we don't have this power, we talk too much about many things, but playing down the power of God, and also, if we live in sin, whatever we listen, the kind of music we are listening, the kind of uh, things that we are watching on, on TV or through an internet, we cannot have this power. Just think of those things. Do you think that if we enjoy watching pornography, we can claim the power of God? If we think of doing things, we're reading all kinds of things that that really poisoning our mind, do you think that the power of God Will fall upon us? No. Or maybe I was talking about the ugly, ugly sins, but it can be also something like hatred, like jealousy, like things grudges. Do you think that the power of God will fall upon us? No. Joshua had that experience. I can. Did something, and the result was lack of power. They went there and they were defeated. That is the reason. So, this is uh, what I read. I I really I trembled when I when I read this. He said the church has gone. Over to the world in transgression of the law when the world should have come over to the church in obedience to the law daily the church is being converted to the world daily not even monthly daily the church is being converted to the world So instead, instead of us giving them example, unfortunately, we are following the example. Instead of us being unashamed, our theme, we are ashamed and we try always to comply, to compromise. Said, you know what? Let's accept this. Um, A little compromise here and there. The power of God cannot come down as long as we compromise. If we study the lives of those people used by God in a mighty way, for them, their life was not a life of compromise. For them, they know only one thing. Jesus Christ and his teaching. And they decided to follow it no matter what. That is a price to pay. So here, daily, the church is being converted to the world. As I told you, I uh, am originally from Madagascar, that island, but we are called to serve in the mainland, the continent of Africa, that was central Africa. It was Zaire then. It is Congo now. Changed the, the name. Uh, the Lord has blessed us there. That was a time of challenges, but also a time of great opportunities to serve the Lord. Um, if we have time, I may, I may tell you some of the challenges we had. But uh, to illustrate this, I just want you to, I want to share with you one experience there was a, a man, a pop singer. His name is Patrice, French speaking, of course. Um, so he was so popular. He was so um, influential. He was popular. He wrote many songs. Uh, when people talk about him, the people say, well, This man is so famous, but one day he met Jesus. He met Jesus, and then he was asking the question, what am I going to do uh, for this talent that God has given me, writing songs and singing? He prayed about it, and it was so clear in his mind that he has to use this to glorify God. So he continued to write songs but this time gospel songs music and he wrote one song and the title of the song is Confusion Upon Confusion that is where he um, he was telling his, his experience his story his conversion And he said, in the song, said, uh, I was in the world. I tried everything to make me happy. But finally, I was just chasing winds. I was not happy at all. And then he said, I decided to leave the world. And I ran to the church. And lo and behold, he said, I found the world in the church. Confusion upon confusion. That's why the title. So he was tired of the worldly life. And he said, No, 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 this is not the kind of life I want to be. I want to run away from this kind of life. You ran and went to the church. And he was thinking that it will be different. But the worldly ways you saw and he ran away from, you found some of them in the church. And he was confused. He said, w- w- what is going on? And that's why he wrote that song, Confusion upon Confusion. Why we don't have the power now? This is the answer. He said, daily the church is being converted to the world. He said, instead of giving example to the world we are molding ourselves according to the standard of the world and we are bringing into the church some of those things and in our lives as well you know the christian life is always a counter culture against something of this world some people would like to make us more friendly, more, I mean, more worldly, uh, politically correct, doing all these things. Of course, we, uh, we need to also to work on that um, to find a way to reach out, but never to compromise on principle. Never lowering down our standard. So, I want us to say that if we really want, I want us to say, if we really want this power, we need to decide that the kind of life that we need to have by the grace of God is a life of total commitment, non-compromising of whatever just follow him no matter what. That is the price to pay, to pay. If we are not willing to do that, forget about this power. It will not come because um, the pipe is full of many things. The bottle is full of many things. There is no space for the power of God. It has to be emptied first. So, is the power of god there is a, a river in zambia in africa the name of the river is luapula in zambia this river is an interesting thing i crossed it this river then the word luapula means cutting through cutting through in that uh, language because this river is cutting through three big lakes, one lake after another. Cutting through one lake, go through the mountains and then meet another lake, and cutting through that another one. Three big, not small, big lakes. I, uh, I, I cut. I, um, I cross this river in the middle of the lake. So this. River is something special. Actually, it is a dangerous thing. The name is Luapula because it, as I said, it cuts through three lakes. But when the river cuts those lakes, the thing is, it does not change the speed. And It's different so you can tell they said oh now be careful we are going to cross the river and so many people already died because it is a stubborn river it is so powerful crossing those big lake but not changing its identity they said that even the fish from that river you see the fish from the lake and the fish from that big river when the river cross crosses i mean the river crosses the lake and the people the fishermen, when they catches fish from that from that river in the middle of the, the lake it tastes differently and the water is different you take the water from the lake, just a few feet, a little bit aside, and you take the water from the river, they are different. Different fish, different tasted of water. And I said, this is important. This is a powerful illustration. We have this river, the people of God. And this lake is the world. And we are marching to Zion. And as we are marching to Zion, we need not to change. We remain intact. Yes, we have to pass through this world, but we should never allow ourselves to be swallowed by the world. We need to remain intact like this river. Why no power? we are converted to the world. What is in your life that stops you from getting this power? Anything that is against the will of God, anything that will stop us from getting this full power. And this is the time for reflection. When you want, if you want to have this power, we need to uh, take this decision that is one reason we don't have the power because of sin play with sin we don't talk we don't emphasize the third one we don't ask we don't ask he said yet you do not have because we do not ask the power is there, but you don't ask. Because it is there, it is available, but you have to claim it. As long as we don't claim it, we'll not have it. We, for example, we may not play with sin, but we don't ask. He said, since this is the means by which this is the means, since this is the means by which we are to receive power, why do we not hunger? And thirst for the gift of the Spirit. Why do we not talk of it, pray for it, and preach concerning it? Acts of Apostles, page 50. Why, Sister White says, why do we not talk of it? We don't talk of it. Why we are not praying for it? Why we are not preaching Concerning it. Because in Christ's object lesson, the Spirit awaits our demand and reception. Waiting. The Spirit is waiting for us now. He said, Oh, these people are not asking for my power. I'm available, but they are not asking. We don't have it because you don't ask. That's why in this seminar we are going to ask. They ask because we don't have because you don't ask. So to have it, we need to ask. It's so simple. Just like one plus one equals two. Just ask, and you will have it. Counsels on Health, page 367. If you want power, you may have it. As it is awaiting your draft upon it, only believe in God Take him at his word, act by faith, and blessings will come. Isn't that clear? If you want power, all of us want the power of God. Then, ask for it. Because it is awaiting your draft upon it. Only believe in God, take him at his word, act by faith, and blessings blessings will come. So what we need is a revival of true godliness. That is our greatest and most urgent of all our needs. Let's let's pause for a moment here. I want you to read this silently and think of it. And tell me, if we take this literally, the way it is what will be the impact of this in our lives individual life and even the church i give you 1 minute and i will let you reflect and share share what you think yeah just read this and um, Try to understand the impact of this in your individual life. If we really believe in this, what will be the change in our life? The way you see things, the way we do things, our priority. Okay. I've given you some clues. Okay. Let's go. What do you think? Yes. I think that have So Okay, it will have an impact on our lives. Yes. Thank you so much. So, our priority will be changed. Because he said the revival of true godliness among us is the greatest and most urgent of all our needs. So it is important and urgent. You see in management, when something is important and urgent, what do you do? You have to do it. It is important and at the same time urgent. Meaning this is the something something that we need to do right away. He said to seek this should be our first work. So the problem is that our priority is messed up somewhere. We start with the wrong things. We spend a lot of time with some other things. And we don't have time to do this. Why we don't have power? Because we don't take it as an urgent and important thing. In our personal life, and also as a church at large, we need to, even our program, must reflect this, our, how we are going to spend the Sabbath, how we are going to spend the Sabbath afternoon, how we are going to spend uh, the week, must reflect this. As long as we don't change our priority, then we will not have this power. The priority must be this revival. The priority must be this relationship with God. Yes, yes. spiritual declension, all these things, it leads to death. And if we're in that state that leads to death, yes. it is a death and we need to be revived, we need to be awakened out of that because our sleep is needs to be that's the death. Yeah. I agree with you, both of you. The the idea is this if we don't stop it, the result is clear. Because instead of going up, we are going down. And we know we have to reverse that. That is the point. If we don't reverse it fast, then the end will be, will be death. It is like the Laodicean message that we, we have to receive. Um, the, the master is giving that because he does not want it to continue that way. So the message that we are saying is this. Our situation is not what the Lord wants us to be. Uh, We have to have more power. But we don't have that. But God is giving us a solution. Right now we are just trying to diagnose. What is the problem? And we start to give already the prescription. Uh, You see, when you go to the physician... Um, sometimes he is worsening your situation. Oh, you have this, you have this, you have this. And uh, we may think, no, 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 I'm not that bad. Uh, But he wants us to know our true situation so that we are agreeable, agreeable to take the medicine or the prescription. Like someone, um, he went to the medical doctor and the doctor said, oh, no, you have this sickness. He argued. He said, no, doctor, I don't have that. I'm well. Uh, but the physician said, do you see the, uh, it is here? He said, no, 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 no. So he was busy arguing. And uh, he did not accept the prescription. And later on, uh, that small sickness became very serious. And he died of it. It was too late. It was too late. So what we are doing now is to to do like what that medical doctor, saying that, look, we don't have this power. Why? Because we don't, many times, we don't spend time talking about it and praying about it and asking for it. And the result is declension. And finally, if we don't stop it, we will die. It is sure. It's just a matter of time. But the mere fact that we are here today, God has a plan for us. For us to experience this power 100%. All right. Assured of supernatural help. They are to contend with supernatural forces, but they are assured of supernatural help. All the intelligence of heaven are in this army and more than angels are in the ranks. The Holy Spirit, the representative of the captain of the Lord's host, comes down to direct the battle. Why we don't have power? Many times we work alone. We use our natural power our natural forces to preach the gospel. But the spirit of prophecy says, No, we need the supernatural power. He said they are to contend with supernatural forces of the devil, but they are assured of supernatural help. You see, we are not alone. When we preach the gospel, you are not alone. We are not to use just our natural force. That is very small. And we will never defeat the devil with our natural strength. It's not possible. First of all, he's stronger than us. We are not here glorifying the devil. But it's, it's real. And even the age, we are just probably... Um, when it comes to experience at least for 6000 years he has been doing this he has already tricked so many people so many people starting with uh, with the angels and then in eden and throughout the ages so when it comes to experience we cannot match him so if we are using our natural strength the result the outcome is clear we will be defeated But we are not to use our natural, just natural abilities. Of course, God wants us to use our natural abilities. But not only that. What What is it here? Supernatural forces. And who are those? All the intelligence of heaven. All. The angels. They are with us. They are here. Can you imagine? Not only one. Many, I've been thinking of this. Let's say, one of us here, every one of us, we have our own angel. Right? So, right here, we we have the number of angels, our number. If we are 50 or 60, then at least in this room right now, we have 60 angels. Can you think of that? This is power. And not only the angels, but the Holy Spirit. God is with us. The power of God. Why we don't have power? We tend to just be contented with our natural abilities. But God's, God's ability is available to us. Let's go quickly. We are not alone. He said our infirmities may be many. Is that true? Yes, we are weak. Our sins and mistakes, grievous. But the grace of God is for all who seek it with contrition. The power of omnipotence is enlisted in behalf of those who trust in God we will talk about how to, be, how to be totally forgiven. We talked about that. How to be totally forgiven. So that this power of God, you know, God, definitely, God is not requiring perfection from us. Perfection, the way people understand it, perfect no fault, no mistake, 100%. Can you reach that? All of us here need to quit. <laughs> if, if that is the requirement, just quit. This should be the last seminar. Because there is no way we can do that. I st- starting with me. But what God requires is that we must be forgiven. And we must accept this sacrifice that he has given through his blood. And every day we need to do that. Being justified. Being totally forgiven. This is what God wants. If that is a requirement in Jesus Christ, then I will not quit. Because it is by grace. This is what God wants. And this is what he wants us to do every day. And that is it. We talked about sins a while ago. If we have those habits, we should not be discouraged. What we need is to come to Jesus, who has the power. And he will give us the power to overcome those Habits, maybe addiction, bad habits, even the habits of gossiping or doing things. Some, humanly speaking, ugly, but with God, they are all sins. But what God wants is for us to go to the cross and accept accept his forgiveness. And once we accept that, then we give ourselves to him and he will pour his power in us and he will change us completely. Yes. Would that be considered perfect? Because, yes, if that is the meaning of perfection in Jesus Christ, because Jesus is perfect, then we will have that perfection in Jesus Christ accept it we receive the perfection not in us but given to us yes so this is what god wants it's the per- not the perfection of human perfection but jesus christ who died and in him we are totally perfect and uh, i i like that then our salvation is assured, and the power that we are talking about is the result of our relationship with God. I jump a little bit the gun, but anyway, uh, the, that is the dynamics of the group like this. Uh, so uh, we are not alone at all. What we need, you see, one, yes. Yes. Because the situation and circumstances that bring up the faults in our character, uh, we then take the same using the same process. Go to Jesus and receive the power, and we are going from glory to glory. That we're going from perfection to perfection. Mm. That they is just a process. It's a the sanctification process. Yes. We're perfect at every stage. And That's true. In in Jesus Christ. Actually, the most important thing here, we will will discover this is this relationship. The relationship we have with Jesus Christ is so important. It is just like any relationship, Uh, husband and wife. The wife is not perfect. In the way we understand perfect in the worldly understanding, the husband is not perfect, but the love. The love and the marriage lasts. Because of what? Because of the relationship and understanding, and uh, and Jesus Christ actually used that illustration to illustrate our relationship. Uh, so as long as we have this strong relationship, then uh, we will grow from strength to strength. It is walking. It is Christianity is walking, not standing or sitting. We are walking, and uh, we it, we grow. That's why we are saying born again. Born again growing. Okay. Let me um, run through this quickly. I want to uh, conclude this now. Do some exercise. If you take the epistles written by Paul, what do you see? You see every time you have introduction, greetings, right? Right? And you have the body of the epistle and uh, what, is, what is, what remains. The last part is what? Conclusion and greetings again. You see that all the time. Introduction, the body of the epistles, and conclusion and greetings. But go to the book of Acts. You have only introduction You have the body Talking about the apostles Especially two characters Peter and Paul But if you go to the last chapter Do you find the conclusion there? There is no conclusion Is that an omission or an oversight? No It is not an omission it was done on purpose. Because the book of Acts, the last chapters of the book of Acts are yet to be written. That's why we don't have conclusion on that. No greetings, no conclusion, because the last chapter, chapters of the book of Acts are yet to be written. And you see, uh, if you go to Christian service page, Uh, Page 256. From the beginning, God has been working by his Holy Spirit through human instrumentality for the accomplishment of his purpose in behalf of a fallen race. This was manifest in the lives of the patriarchs. You see, acts of the Holy Spirit through the patriarchs. To the church in the wilderness also. In the time of Moses... God gave his good spirit to instruct them. And in the days of the apostles, that is the book of Acts, he wrote mightily for his church through the agency of the Holy Spirit. The same power that sustained the patriarchs, that gave Caleb and Joshua faith and courage, and that made the work of the apostolic church effective as upheld God's faithful children in every Succeeding ages. It is the same, it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that during the Dark Ages the Waldensian Christians helped to prepare the way for the Reformation. It was the same power that made successful the efforts of the noble men and women who pioneered the way for the establishment of the modern missions and for the translation of the Bible into the languages and dialects of all nations and, and people. The same power through the ages. Now, the book of Acts, no conclusion. Because you and I, we still need to write chapters there. The acts of the Holy Spirit in your lives. I want to... Um, to tell you about um, about the experience of this, and I conclude with this, and we'll pray. There is a brother. His name is Golden Lapani. He's from Malawi. Um, he was trained to be uh, a teacher of biology was not reared as a Christian. Actually, uh, he was Muslim. Practical. Practicing one. And then, he was sick. He was sick. And, uh, he had a dream. And the dream was, look, if you want to be healed, be a Christian. He said, but how? How? It cannot be. He said, no, you have to be healed. And uh, he woke up and he said, okay, I'm sick, let me follow that. That was 27 years ago. And he decided to be Christian and Adventist. And of course he accepted. Accepted the teaching and whatever is written in the Bible, he applied that in his life. And he became so enthusiastic in preaching of the gospel. And uh, he decided to change professions. Instead of teaching, he became a farmer so that he will be able to preach more. He will be free in his schedule and all this. That is how God called him. And this brother is used by God. He is just the modern people in the book of Acts. Right now he is in Malawi, a lay person, a lay person every year he brings to Christ at least eight thousand people, and fifty percent of those come from Muslim background. Just amazing. A month, two months ago, you went to a village, Brother Lapani. There are only 80 Adventists in this village. So you went there and preached the gospel. Five weeks, five weeks, preaching the gospel. That was about two months ago. Very fresh. Almost 3,000 were baptized. From 80 to 3,000, two months ago. He's not just rushing people to go to the baptismal pool. He only accepts to baptize those who are really ready. One day, because there there was baptismal ceremonies, through uh, during the two weeks, I believe about 500, 500, that Sabbath, they wanted to be baptized. He only accepted 120. He is not, because the remaining, he is going, still going to teach them. Quantity and quality. Three Almost 3,000. And many things happening. The power of God. People. Receives blessing, Blessings from above. You can see. This brother. He has the power of God. What is the key? I interviewed him. Actually. He is my prayer partner. And I said, "Uh, brother, this is not usual. These people are very hard to get. If you get few, that is something. But thousands of them said, this is the power of God. said, what is the key? I learned from him. I said to myself, if we have only 100 like him or 1,000 like him, you can tell what will happen. He is writing chapters of the book of Acts, not only adding numbers. But whatever is written in the book of Acts, even miracles happens happen in his life and in his ministry. Whatever is written there, they are repeated. Exactly the way it is written in the spirit of prophecy, when it is said these things are to be repeated. And they said, wow, this is the version, 21st version of the early church. He said, Bravo Lapani, golden, what is the key? Do you know the key? Prayer and the Bible. And total surrender to God. When he talked to him, he has only one thing in his mind. Serving God Loving people. And pray. He would like to pray for you. When you ask him to pray. Oh, Brother Lapani, would you pray for this? He is so happy. Yes, thank you. It is like a favor. That you have asked him to pray. And when, when he prays, it is not. He can pray all night for you. And you can fast. And he's so humble. He would not boast for anything. That's why God trusts him. To do these mighty things. And we will. This afternoon. We will go. Into some of the keys. To get this power. So this thing is possible. I have seen it. It is happening now. And in a very hard situation. Nobody can say, oh, it's easy to win these people. No, it's hard. But the Holy Spirit is working in a mighty way. Through prayer, Bible studies, and total consecration to God. We will regain this power. That is the key. Do you want, by His grace... That you too, you want to have this power. This power. And when you leave this place, in your version, you will write another chapter of the book of Acts. In your city, in your town, in your school, wherever you are, you will write another version. That is, that is our goal, to write a version of the book of Acts. We are going to spend some time now praying. That is the key. And we'll spend some of our time also learn how to, as I said, how to have our prayer answered. Because this brother, it is exactly what is written in the Bible. Many, I mean, The bulk of his uh, prayers are answered yes. Only few knows. (laughs) And uh, the Bible will tell us what is the key for that. I have discovered this only about two years ago. I've been wrestling about this. Why? So many yeses in the Bible. And few knows. Why? Studying the Bible and praying. And one day, I said, wow, this is the key. And I've seen that in the, in the life of this man. That is the key. And I'm eager to share this with all of us. But right now, time is up already. Time is quite short. And I want to keep time. I don't want to hold you up. Um, but we will spend time now praying. What we are going to pray is the forgiveness of our sins. Uh, That is the most important, to be forgiven. And God has made provision. That is the good news. Yes, we are sinners, but God has made provision for us to be forgiven. So we should never be discouraged. Whatever we are now, whatever is our situation, this is the good news. We can always come to God, and God will forgive us. And I uh, understand that when you think of, of us as his children, God is our father and he's willing to forgive his children. Just think of God, of not only king, but he's our father. He's willing. So let's uh, pray. What we'll do is um, we'll pray in twos, group of twos. And uh, just for about one minute silent prayer. Every one of us will just talk to God ourselves. And then after one minute just pray for one another. And when you are done, just sit down and uh, that will be the end of our session today. So find a partner. Prayer. A silent prayer. This media was produced by Audioverse for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org